Welcome to today's episode of the We Travel There podcast. Today we're in Austin, Texas, a city widely known for its mouthwatering barbecue and live music. Our guest today is Noah Kagan of Sumo.com. If you do business online, you know and love his product. Noah and I share some fun stories, including who makes the best breakfast tacos and where to watch the world's largest urban bat colony take flight every evening. Today's show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Austin. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey Noah, thanks for being here. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Lee. Today we're talking about Austin. When I thought about Austin, the first person that came to mind was Noah Kagan. So what brings you to Austin? How long have you been there? What's going on over in Austin? What is happening in the weirdest place in America? I <laughs> came over there... Actually, uh, in college, it was a weird story where I was interning in Dallas, and I was really lonely. And I basically just spent, after work, uh, just watching Sex in the City and drinking Heinekens. And <laughs> it was like, I live with this single white female. It was just a strange situation. But long story short, a buddy of mine was like, oh, go check out this place, Austin, which I've never really heard of. You know, this was 2003. And I went down there, and it was just a blast. You know, you've got a lot of young people. It was, you know, a lot of space, a lot of great outdoor stuff, a lot of good food. Got me really interested in thinking, man, this awesome place is really interesting. And so over the years, I was always going back and forth there. And then in 2010, I left San Francisco to, to establish myself in Austin. No, that sounds great. When I'm thinking of Dallas versus Austin, I, that's probably about the two polar opposite ends of the spectrum in the state of Texas, right? Very much so. Dallas and I don't mean this to anybody who's in Dallas, but if, when I think of Dallas, I think of the, the flavor of vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, maybe Austin would be like a rainbow sorbet or like, you know, some funky monkey, chunky monkey from like a Ben and Jerry, something like that. No, for sure. I mean, that's the reason why the slogan for the city is keep Austin weird, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed over the years. We can talk about that later. But uh, I think that happens in any city that's popular, like Nashville or Portland or any city that has more people coming into it. Things change. And uh, it's interesting how to, to observe that. So if you had to describe the city in one word, what would you say? I would say changing would be one word. Historically, the way I was thinking of Austin is if you've ever read the book Lord of the Flies, mm -hmm. that island that the kids just run, <laughs> and there's that, that fat kid with the conch. It's kind of like that. You have the city where it's a very, very young city. Uh, there's you know some good and bad with gentrification, a lot of new development, a lot of people moving in. So it's changing a lot. No, that sounds good. I Actually, Austin was in the final two as far as where we were going to look to move when we moved. And we, we settled on, on Nashville, but Austin was a close runner-up for our decision. So when you're looking at visiting Austin, is there certain times of the year that are better than others as far as weather or things to do? Yes. There's a six-month window where Austin, I would say, is one of the best places on earth. Uh, it's kind of like Seattle. Seattle's great for one month a year. Mm -hmm. Austin is a similar thing where if you're avoiding the summer, so basically May through August, those months I wouldn't visit personally. I actually, I left for the summer because it's just, to me, it's too hot. But if, you know, around the October month and around March, April months, it's phenomenal. You've got seven degree weather, 
there's you know major concerts like ACL and you have South by Southwest, which I wouldn't actually go to because I think it kind of gives you a, a, a skewed version of the city. But you mm-hmm. just got perfect weather. There's a lot of great stuff to do right then. And then, again, I'm going to repeat it, but the weather is just flawless. It can be kind of prohibitive during the summer months. With the humidity and the heat, you you know, you walk around the block and you're kind of soaked. Yeah, I mean, I, being from California, we're not used to all this humidity. And it, it's taken a little while to get used to the change in the, the weather over here as well. When you think about what's to do in Austin, like you said, in the March, April time frame or October, what are some of your favorite things to do at that time? What are the things that make you Austin unique? And then what are the things that I just like in general? There's this lake in the town, like in the middle of town. And so I like doing paddleboarding. I think that's always kind of a, kind okay. of a unique one that stands out. Another one that's around town is called Barton Springs. And so Barton Springs is this natural pool that's always 68 degrees and it's gigantic. Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. I actually started doing uh, recently when I was back home was that you can swim in it for free before 8 a.m. Uh, so if you're interested, you mean like doing swimming laps or just kind of taking something, you know, trying to cold plunge. Like one of my favorite activities was going for a plunge at like 730, swimming half an hour, and then going for breakfast tacos. I love biking around town. That's been a huge thing for me. You know, either road bike or mountain bike. It's just a it's a really accessible city. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the cooler things. There, there's a bunch of stuff like if you want to go a little bit outside of town, there's a surf park, which I think is a little bit overpriced, but it's pretty neat that in the middle of the Texas desert, you can go surfing. <laughs> uh, and then there's a uh, Castle Hill, which is this cool graffiti park. So you can go see like a bunch of people doing graffiti all the time. There's a lot of bars. So it's now becoming a huge like bachelor bachelorette scene for you know mm-hmm. a lot of great night bars and great night music and activities. The way you're describing it, it sounds like you need a car when you come to visit Austin. Is that right? I would say no. I don't have a car really that I drive. I actually gave my car to my friend. I get around mostly with bicycle. There's the electric scooters. There's a uh, bike rentals, like literally like city bike that you can just use around the city. Okay. My girlfriend has a car, but I, I mostly will take Uber. Or I think that's one of my favorite things about Austin. You know, coming from California myself, you just get used to driving. You're like, all right, well, in LA or in the Bay Area, you're going to drive 50 minutes to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And in Austin, you just kind of get adjusted that everything you want was within a five-mile radius. When I would have to go up north, let's say, 15 minutes to the domain, which is a really cool area. It's, I think it's one of my favorite area, up-and-coming areas in Austin. Or like Ikea or Round Rock. It's, like a, that's liter- it's literally without traffic a 20-minute drive. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to you know, I, I travel long distance. You just, you just kind of get, <laughs> get cozy in your little uh, you know, cocoon. When we travel, we try to visit cities where you don't need to rent a car. You can take public transportation. gives you more of an opportunity to, to get to know some of the people that are in town. And having conversations like this with just people you just ha- happen to randomly sit next to and asking them for their suggestions as far as what are the best places to eat. Oh, I love that. It's kind of funny. Even when we go to professional sports games, we always root for the home team, no matter who it is. It's a little <laughs> rough for me when I go to Boston because I'm a Yankees and, and Dolphins fan. So when I go to Boston and, and attend a game, I have to wear a Red Sox jersey or something like that. So it does eat at my soul a little bit. But it's still fun. It's, it's like you get into the feel of the city, and it makes you feel like you're a little bit more of a local than if you just happen to be just cruising through town. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I just wanted to highlight. I've done that a few times, and I, it's always magical where in new cities, go to one place. And then – because mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times what happens in cities – I just got back from Barcelona. Especially nowadays, like it's so easy to be like, well, let me look at Google reviews or let me look at Yelp or let me you know, look at something to tell me what to do. And there's something really fun where you go to just one place, you just pick one place, and then from there, you just keep asking where to go throughout the day. And so I've had some really magical experiences just letting that kind of flow. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, uh, the locals, I mean, yeah, sometimes they're, gonna, they're not going to tell you all their secrets because they don't want the tourists coming in there. But 
we found that any person you meet, as long as you come up to them and show a true interest in their town, they're more than happy to share some excellent places to go. That way you don't have to go to some of those chain stores or chain restaurants and have a much better experience. Yeah, super fun. So speaking of food, uh, what are some of the best places to eat in Austin? Austin's known for two things. And I always take people to not those two things sometimes, which my friend gets mad at me. Uh, but Austin, I would say of the signature foods are breakfast tacos and barbecue. If you think of Texas, you think of barbecue. And if you think of Austin specifically, it, the breakfast taco was invented in Texas. And the go-to for barbecue, the two famous ones is La Barbecue and Franklin's. Mm-hmm. As a local, I generally just don't go. I think in the eight years I've lived there, I've gone twice. Maybe three times. And the reason is just because like the line is crazy long. Like you're gonna wait two to three hours. Which yeah. actually it's it's kind of an event. Some people, if you're visiting, can do it. What they'll do is they'll rent chairs and they'll bring like a six pack or a twelve pack and they'll just hang out for the day at eight AM. And for me, I, I what I'd rather recommend is there's a place called Cooper's, which is like ninety percent as good, but there's no wait. And that's right in the heart of downtown. Yeah, that's awesome. My buddy was uh, just in Austin a couple days ago, and, and he was showing us pictures of him standing in line for like six hours at Franklin's. I mean, I like to eat uh, barbecue and everything, but six hours, there's no food that's worth waiting in line I, for six hours. I mean, unless this cow was like a virgin cow who like, you know, was massaged <laughs> every day. Like, here's a quick hack for that. If you really want to try Franklin's, if you're just set on it, because I, I don't know about you, Lee, but there's sometimes when I travel, I think what's always funny when, when I travel is there's something I want to visit or eat. But literally like a week before, I'd never heard of it. But now I'm like consumed Mm -hmm. with doing it. I'm like, if I don't have this thing, then my life won't be complete. So here's a little hack is that if you want to try Franklin's, go to Loro. It's L-O-R-O. That's his fusion restaurant with the top sushi chef in town. I'll yeah, his restaurant because that's probably my favorite restaurant in Austin. The sushi chef is Tyson Cole and he runs Uchi and Uchiko. But him and Franklin came together to create a fusion. And so you can get Franklin barbecue at Loro. And I'd recommend probably going uh, during happy hour. Oh, nice. Nice. So when people are coming to visit your town, obviously you live there, so you don't need to worry about hotels. But when people come into town and they're not going to stay with you, where do you recommend them staying? I haven't stayed at too many hotels. The hotels that I've gone to, I would probably try two different things. If you're trying to do like a traditional hotel, Hotel Van Zandt, Mm -hmm. there's different areas of Austin. So Rainy Street is kind of like this like yuppie bar area that literally used to just be this homes, these homes. Mm -hmm. And then this one woman, uh, uh, Bridget, basically just turned all the homes into bars and it's just like super packed bar area and they have a great pool at hotel Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one I'd probably recommend is like hotel San Jose or hotel Austin. I think it's hotel San Jose. It's on Congress and it's just like super artsy, really well designed. They've got great froze, which if you hadn't had a froze, I highly recommend it. What's a froze? As a man, I will say I love a frozen rosé. I have, I have no shame. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly good. I'm like, yeah, I'll have two for my girlfriend and me. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, just kidding. They're both for me. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing that I've been kind of exploring is there's an area in Austin called The Domain. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, which is it's kind of more of an outdoor mall, yuppie, but it's kind of the new development of Austin where it's got Top Golf, which if you haven't ever been to a Top Golf, you have to go. It's like if you mixed a bar plus a restaurant plus a driving range with points. So you get points for when you hit the ball, and it's just super fun. Uh, every time people go like, I can't believe you have this. It's so cool. And I think there's there's more of them now. Okay. But the domain is, is an interesting area. And then I think that's what I do. And maybe there's a lot in Austin. Airbnb is really popular. So I'd probably try doing like a camper 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe try going on and looking for like an airstream. There's so many airstreams. I think that would just be kind of a unique experience. Oh, no, that sounds fun. I mean, it's all about having those unique experiences. That way, when you come back from your vacation, you just have so many fun stories to tell. And hopefully it inspires other people to travel as well. I got one other place I'll recommend. There's, if you're wanting to get a little bit more space and you want that, that country living, mm-hmm. I would say go check out Dripping Springs or Wimberley. Uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of town, and you can get like a cool ranch. I've done that a few times where you just rent this ranch with like a pool or a hot tub. And out there, there's actually a phenomenal breweries. Mm. Like one of them is Jester King. And on Jester King premises, if you like breweries, they have like one of the best pizzas in the area called uh, Stanley's. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm all about the pizza. So that sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier about Congress Avenue. What's going on with uh, all the bats that come out of the Congress Avenue bridge? <laughs> Do you ever see the East Ventura 2? You remember that one? I think so. Uh, it's like with the bats and the bat dung. I was, that's what I think of when I think of the bridge. <laughs> I think what's interesting sometimes is when you are local, what you do. Because when I lived in San Francisco, I never went to Alcatraz. Yeah. But when you're visiting, you're like, let's go to Alcatraz. Uh, so one of the popular tourist things is we have the world's largest domesticated bat colony, which basically means that we have the most bats living under a bridge than anyone else. So it's called Congress Bridge, right on Congress. And I don't think they do during the summer, but most of the months during sundown, you'll just see thousands of tiny little birds flapping around, which are actually bats. When I went to Austin the first time, probably about 10 years ago, we saw that and it was amazing. Like Literally, the sky turns black. There are so many bats. And from what I heard is, I guess they, they all migrate down to Mexico to go eat all the bugs. Is that hopefully? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if we can help out Mexico that way, I'm happy to. So, <laughs> so I love when nature stuff does that. It's like, yeah, this one insect saved this other plant by doing this thing. You're like, really? That's cool. Yeah. I love the circle of life. <laughs> uh, one thing, if you go to the Congress Bridge, that's pretty neat. Yeti Coolers, which is a gigantic company and mm-hmm. a really interesting brand, has a flagship store across the street. There's a bunch of fun stuff inside. They kind of have a cool outdoor bar. So I'd recommend checking that out if you go look at the bats on Congress. Right on. So if somebody's out and about in Austin and then you're out like on the weekend just cruising around, where would they find you? What type of things are you normally doing? Obviously doing a little paddle boarding. What else do you normally do? Yeah, I do a lot of road bike. So I'll go road bike for a few hours. There's a a great trail called Goval Trail Mm -hmm. on the east side of Austin. So we'll get out early and go do that. A lot of times lately, I'll do like some type of workout in the morning, either gym, bike ride, boxing class, and then I go get Taco Deli. Uh, that's my favorite tacos in the world. I think their breakfast tacos are great, but I think their lunch stuff is really where they shine. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend going and do that. Uh, what else? Do we, I mean, I think normal stuff, nothing out of the ordinary. I don't like, oh, yeah, there's a great origami class in Austin that you have to go <laughs> to go see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we'll go to the movies. We go barbecue. There's uh, two other things that I think are kind of interesting is Zilker Park is really fun. Okay. So Zilker Park is like our, it's kind of like our central park. I don't go as often as I used to, but I used to play. There's a disc golf course in the center of the park. So it's a really nice time. You like bring like some sodas or some beer or some water, and then you just kind of go play uh, around a disc golf. On weekends, it's a little bit crazy. So I'd recommend doing that on a weekday yeah, or just not during like prime time. Sure. So you mentioned bringing some beers into the park. Is you have to be on the down low when you're drinking your beers in the park? Or is it kind of cool to be with an open container? I don't want people to do it and be like, man, that Noah Kagan guy told me not to drink beer. I'm, I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for everybody no, I, listening, uh, definitely keep it on the down low. No, I think in, in the case. park, there's a, there's a bunch of weed and a bunch of beer. I mean, I, I didn't do it too much. One thing that you can bring beer on that's a really kind of unique activity that you don't really have in too many other places that I've been to is called floating the river. Okay. I don't know if you, you've heard of that. No. 
It literally is what it sounds like. It's in San Marcos. It's a real chill activity. So you basically bring a bunch of beer, you bring like a football, and then they, you rent inner tubes and you just kind of sit on the river and just hang out with your friends and float the river. So you drink beer, drink water, hang out. It's a, it's a fun party. I mean, I, th- I think Austin's kind of getting known as a party town or that, mm-hmm. that's what it's become. Where there's just, you know, a bunch of things where you can go out to Lake Austin or Lake Travis and rent a boat. I wouldn't recommend drinking and, and driving that. Yeah, but no. uh, the floating the river, super unique, super fun activity. I think those are the things I try to think about when people come to Austin. I'm like, well, what can you do here that you're probably not going to have elsewhere? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, there aren't too many rivers and lakes in California where, where I'm from. We're actually major drought, so. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you from in California, Lee? Anaheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right down the street from Disney. So Nice. But we escaped the mouse, and now we're here uh, in Nashville. And I guess there's kind of like a dueling thing going on between Nashville and Austin as far as who has the most music. Yeah, I'd say Nashville. Honestly, so, it's in Nashville. Nashville, you guys are awesome. It's a lot more, probably a lot more country music. Yeah. Austin has good music coming through, and there's literally organizations dedicated, like Keller Boys as um, a group dedicated to bringing music to Austin. But I don't think the music scene is, is like it's been historically. We mm-hmm. still get good acts coming through, but the nighttime music... You know, there's one cool band on Wednesdays called Spasmetics. They have a, a show which is wild. It's basically like Devo. Uh-huh. And they just play funky music every Wednesday. Oh, nice. But there's not as much as you would think. I think there used to be a lot more. Okay, okay. So everybody, we're reaching the final countdown. There's a lot more that Noah and I have been talking about. That We have some notes. We're going to ke- include those in the show notes. But now it's time for the final countdown. Uh-oh. So Noah, if the traveler came through Austin and only had time for one meal, where would they go and what should they eat? Okay, can I give one and then give a few other places that I, th- I want them to go to? Sure. Please? Okay. Man, I would say if you could only do one meal, go to Taco Deli and get a cowboy taco for lunch. If you want to try something unique that you're not going to really have in other places, these are like you know gourmet, really good, great quality tacos, the best you're going to get probably in your life. If you're then, all right, I need other food that's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give you just a quick list. If you want great pizza, try Via 313. It's a very unique Detroit-style pizza in Austin. You don't really see too much Detroit-style, but it's done really well, very popular. Go to La Condesa if you want kind of more gourmet Mexican. The great tequila selection, great more gourmet Mexican. That chef also opened a restaurant, which I would say is even better now, called Laundrette. And they opened it in an old laundromat. And you can make reservations, so I would definitely, definitely recommend Laundrette. Two other places for Asian food, which my friend, I have his friend Andrew, whenever he comes to town, he's like, don't take me to Asian food, just give me barbecue. But I just think it's so good that I'm going to recommend it. One is called Uchiko, which I said earlier. Uh-huh. I literally pretty much only go there for their happy hour, which a few of my friends tease me for. But they have a killer happy hour, called, they call it their social hour. Mm-hmm. And just the, the quality of the, the fish and the products at Uchiko is, is flawless. And lastly, this is a new restaurant just opened, and I was blown away. Uh, which is a dim sum place. And it's not the traditional kind of heart-styled Chinese dim sum. It's a little bit more higher end. But it's called Lin Dim Sum, L-I-N. And okay. it had some of the best Shaolin Bao, which is the soup dumplings okay. that I, I've ever had. And I've gone to like the place where they supposedly came from and all these other ones. And not bragging, just to give you a comparison. And I, this is my favorite. That's definitely a good list. So if you only have time for one meal, maybe you just got to change your flight. Extend your, <laughs> extend your reservations or whatever, because all these things that Noah's talking about, I mean, it has my mouth watering, and I'm ready to rock and roll right now. Dude, let, let's go, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a little food tour. I mean, the, the thing I would say with that is I'm living in L.A., avoiding the Austin heat, and there's good food in a lot of cities, but I think what's nice about Austin is it's all pretty close by. Okay. You're not, you know, in L.A., it's like you're driving an hour to get to the place, which it has phenomenal sandwiches and food out here, but everything in Austin, it's like you can easily go to any of these places easily in one day. 
or, or I'm going to give two more recommendations because I can't stop now, Lee. You got me started. <laughs> okay. There's one called Odd Duck where to me it's 50-50, but a friend goes and he's like, this is the best food I've had in Austin. So check out Odd Duck. And I would say our cocktails and alcohol selection in Austin is flawless. Not flawless, near flawless. Okay. And uh, I would recommend Midnight Cowboy, which is a uh, speakeasy. So you have to go make reservations online. And it, it used to be an old brothel. And it's just kind of a, it's a cool vibe. Yeah, no, it's fun when you hear about these stories like that where you have to do something and then you have to do something else. And then you have to push this one button and talk to this one guy with the one password to be able to get in. So it's kind of cool with those speakeasies. Sometimes I'm like, can I just have the drink, dude? I don't need you to be off. <laughs> just give, put it in the cup and give it to me. But yeah, so you know, the whole game makes it a little bit more entertaining. For sure, for sure. So what's like your most memorable story in, in Austin? The first thing that came to mind was this thing called Eeyore's Birthday. And so Eeyore, it's from, uh, I believe, Winnie the Pooh, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have this literally hippie festival in the center of a park where it's just people. Like, if you imagine what Burning Man is like, yeah. you know, people out hula hooping and acro yoga and dancing and bongo drums and rainbow flags and tie-dye. And it's just this, like, weird-ass party once a year mm-hmm. in Peace Park. You've never been to some kind of hippie festival like this. Maybe like, you know, Woodstock in the 60s. Oh, wow. That was kind of the weird experience that I thought when you mentioned that. Right on. Is, is that something that happens every year? Yeah, it's once a year, every year. You can just look up Eeyore's birthday party. Oh, right on. I don't even know the, the origin of it. I just know they like doing this funky party out there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So what's the happiest happy hour in town? I know you mentioned a lot of different places that have some great drinks, but what's the best place to go for happy hour? Uchiko is literally like if I'm flying back into town, I'll go out of my way to make sure I go there for happy hour. Mm-hmm. The one that is, to me, really promising is Laundrette. So, because they're normally, and their food is, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. But for their happy hour, they have just a great selection. I used to go to this place called Park Space. Uh, it's Backspace. They have Backspace as like a pizza place. Okay. And around the corner, they have a great restaurant as well. I don't, I'm, not, I'm skipping the name of it, but I've had a good time there as well. More for like pizza, things like that. Right on. So, yeah, if, if the, Noah remembers the name, then he'll send it to me. We'll include it in the show notes. Oh, Parkside. Sorry, Parkside. Okay, there we go, Parkside. And you mentioned pizza earlier. Pizza, wherever I go, I try to get pepperoni pizza just to try to sample them all. And you mentioned the, the Detroit style. So what's the name of that place again? So that one is Via 313, and it's thick crust, you know, the pan style uh-huh. pizza. It's not the thin style. If you want the thin style, kind of more traditional New York the two places that are my go-to, one I mentioned earlier in the show called Stanley's Farmhouse. It's on a brewery, which makes it really cool. So you can go to the brewery and get a pizza. And then Pius, P-I-E-O-U-S. Uh, it's kind of more artisanal, but pretty standard, you know, uh, good style, just regular pizza. So you can get a good uh, pepperoni there. Right on. Yeah. I'm uh, going to have to extend my trip. I'm coming out to Austin, actually, to ride bikes with Noah for a charity. Maybe he's going to mention that here. Uh, if not, we'll include in the show notes. But when I come out there, I may have to hit all three of these up because so many great places that you mentioned. So I want to say thanks for being on the show, Noah. Tell us what's going on. I know you you are a man that has a lot going on. So what do you want to talk about? What's going on with you? I'm just kind of chilling this morning, Lee. Just excited to think about food. I was like, man, what do I want to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> like in, in LA, I'm thinking about sandwiches a lot. I'm like, oh, what's a good sandwich place? So best, one of the best sandwiches in the world, if you, know, you get out to Santa Monica, it's called Bay Cities. Uh-huh. Man, maybe I'll do that for lunch. There you go. Now you got me all excited. Uh, what's going on in my personal world? Uh, we're hosting a charity ride, which I appreciate you mentioning. I'm looking forward to riding with you. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be November 10th. And I think we have maybe five slots left because it's a small ride. There's only going to be 50 of us. And you can go check out more information at okdork.com slash sumo50. And the idea there is that I just wanted to put a ride on for friends and cool people. 
and all the money goes to getting laptops for kids. You know, I think a lot of people in life had things that they've thought of or wanted to do and just never did it. I've always thought how cool it is how computers and technology have given me a great life. I want everyone to at least have that chance. Like, I don't care if, if they screw it up, that's on them. <laughs> but at least let me give them computers or phones or whatever it is. So uh, we're putting this ride and all the money raised is going towards laptops for Austin's poor schools. And then we're going to train the kids on how to use the computers so that hopefully they can create their own great lives for themselves. So that's November 10th. And then in, in the business world, for people that don't know, I'm part of a company called Sumo Group. Uh, our two major products are AppSumo.com, which is uh, daily deals for small businesses, and Sumo.com, which is email marketing for e-commerce. The thing that, that I'm working on that I'm really excited about, it's called SendFox, and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. it to you on email. Personally, I'm just tired of paying too much for my email providers. Like I use MailChimp, and I, I just think it's ripping me off for you know hosting my emails. Uh, I think my bill is like 500 bucks. So I was like, I'm just going to build my own and make it affordable for everyone else. And so we're launching sendfox.com tomorrow. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, as a as a small business owner, somebody that has a bunch of different websites, Noah Kagan is the man as far as... No, oh, stop it. <laughs> if, if you're looking for things to, to really automate your business and accelerate your business, whether you're a blogger like me uh, or you have any other type of business that has a site, look up these tools. Most of them are free. You have free versions, paid versions, and the tools are just phenomenal. So again, thanks for being on the show, Noah. I'm going to have all these links, all these different places to eat, things to do in the show notes. And uh, we look forward to hanging out with you in in, uh, November. We'll go get some tacos. Perfect. Wasn't that fun? Austin is well known for its music and food scene, but who knew the breakfast tacos were such a thing? Big thanks for Noah for being on the show. I'm looking forward to riding bikes and eating tacos with him for charity. So why don't you join us? The link to sign up is in the show notes. So what was your favorite part of the show? Did we miss anything? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Austin. Join us in the next episode when Joe Saul Sihai of Stacking Benjamins shares why Bentonville, Arkansas, the home of Walmart, is such a beautiful place to visit. We hope you join us when we travel there.